Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Journey Through Sunshine podcast. I am Calvin Calhoun Jr., and we want to continue talking about a call to purification. But today, we want to talk about unclean and accursed things. Unclean and accursed things. What's the danger behind accursed and unclean things? So, let us take a really short journey for a second, and let's look back at the children of Israel uh, when they had came out of the land of Egypt. Um, they had been in the wilderness now for 40 years. And of course, we know the wilderness journey from Egypt to Israel, or what would be called Israel, 11 days. 11 days. Now, however, we know that it took them 40 years. Why? Because of uh, disobedience and the iniquities of their fathers. And then ultimately, what would happen is a whole generation would die off in the wilderness. And of course, they would then now go into the promised land under the leadership of Joshua. So when they get ready to go into the land, into the promised land, the Lord has some instructions for them because there were seven nations that were in the promised land. If y'all, everybody can turn to Deuteronomy chapter seven um, and it names these seven nations. It says Deuteronomy chapter seven, verse number one, it says, when the Lord thy God shall bring thee into the land, whither thou goest to possess it and has cast out many nations before thee, the Hittites and the Gergesites and the Amorites and the Canaanites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, seven nations greater, greater and mightier than thou. Now, he tells them at the top that these nations are greater than you. Okay, they're greater than you. And it says this, And when the Lord thy God shall deliver them before thee, thou shalt smite them and utterly destroy them. Thou shalt make no covenant with them, no show mercy unto them. That's the first thing you need to know about when God brings his people into a land, into the promised land, that you're going to make no covenant, no fellowship with the inhabitants of that land. You're not going to make no covenant with their culture, with their religion. I'm ahead of myself. Let's keep reading. <laughs> Neither shall thou make marriages with them. Thy daughter thou shalt not give unto the, his son, nor his daughter shalt thou take unto thy son. For they will turn away thy son from following me, that thou may serve other gods. So will the anger of the Lord be kindled against you and destroy thee suddenly. So when we look at this and read this, it says what? You don't make no, and especially a part of the covenant is no marriages with the people of these lands. And he tells you the why. We got to stop believing that God doesn't tell us why. He does tell us why. He says that they will turn the heart. They will turn the heart of thy son away from following God. And guess what God said the punishment is? He will what? Destroy thee suddenly. That's a devastating rule, but it's true. It is true. Now watch this. Verse number five. But thus shall you deal with them. Now, I, I like this because God says, I'm going to deliver them to you, but you must destroy them. You must do this. You must see. We always think we want God to just snap fingers and hocus pocus and all this other stuff. No, he has given us grace and authority to do his will. Look what he says. But thus shall you deal with them. You shall destroy their altars and break down their images and cut down their groves and burn their graven images with fire, and thou shalt, and thou art a holy people unto the Lord. I'm sorry, for thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God has chosen thee to be a special people unto himself, all above all people that are upon the face of the earth. So he tells the children of Israel, I don't want anything that these people have 
that are in this land. I don't want anything. And I don't want you to possess anything that they have. I want you to destroy it all, especially the cultural and religious things. That's the graven images. That's the altars. Burn down their groves. Anything that belonged to them, I want it completely destroyed. Why? Because the Lord thy God is Abba. He is, our, he is the source. He is the provider. He will give you everything that you need. Okay? So he don't want you believing that you got to live off something that someone else has. No, you can't take what God don't want and make it holy unto God. God says, no, destroy their images, destroy their altars, burn down their grave images. And I want, you to, I want you to see how important this rule was. Okay, turn over, continue to turn over to Deuteronomy chapter 7. He virtually repeats this same thing, and I'm going to read it in its entirety so that you can understand the importance of why we're talking about accursed and unclean things. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 23. But the Lord thy God shall deliver them unto thee, and shall destroy them with a mighty destruction until they be destroyed. And he shall deliver their kings into thy hand, and thou shalt destroy their name from under heaven. There shall be, and there shall no man be able to stand before thee until thou have destroyed them. Watch this. The graven images of their gods you shall burn with fire. The graven images of their gods you shall burn with fire. Thou shalt not desire the silver or gold that is on them, nor take it unto thee, lest thou be snared therein, for it is an abomination to the Lord thy God. I'm going to read that one more time because I'm still not done reading. But I want you to hear the seriousness of what, how God does not want you to take anything from the inhabitants of the land that the Lord brings you into. Okay. He says what? And he shall deliver their kings into thy hand and thou shalt destroy their name from under heaven. There shall no man be able to stand before thee until thou have destroyed them. The graven images of their gods shall you burn with fire. That's the rule. He says what? Thou shalt not desire the silver or gold that is on them, nor take it unto thee, lest thou be snared, captured therein, for it is an abomination unto the Lord. Now watch this. Here's this. Neither shall thou bring an abomination into thine house, lest thou be a cursed thing like it. How about that? Let's read verse number 26. We're not done. Neither shall thou bring an abomination into thy house, lest thou be a cursed thing like it. So you become accursed when you bring an accursed thing into your home. Watch this. And thou, in verse number 26 there, but thou shalt utterly detest it, and thou shalt utterly abhor it, for it is a cursed thing. Okay? Watch this. Let's turn to chapter 8, verse number 2. Watch this. And thou shalt remember all the, all the way of which the Lord thy God led thee for these 40 years in the wilderness, to humble thee, and to prove thee, and to know what was in your heart. 
whether y'all would keep his commandments or no. And he humbled thee and suffered thee the hunger and fed thee with manna, which thou knowest not, neither did thy fathers know, that he might make thee know that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord does man live. So the Lord was letting them know that he is their provider. But he tells them, do not bring the accursed thing into your home because when you bring the accursed thing into your home, you become accursed also. So that was the law of the Lord. Now let's everybody turn to Joshua chapter 7. We left Deuteronomy chapter 7. Now we're going to go over to Joshua chapter 7. Now, Joshua leads them in. They, 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 take over, they, they take down Jericho. And then God, of course, then there's a trespass in the camp. There's a trespass. And many of us know the story of Achan. But I want to read this so that you understand the devastating effects of bringing an accursed thing into the home and bringing an accursed thing even into a nation. It says this. And they returned, verse chapter 7, verse 3. It says, and they returned to Joshua and said unto him, let not all the people. So they were going up to, um, to look at the people of Ai. Okay. But let not about two or 3,000 men go up and smite Ai. And make not all the people to labor there, for they are but a few. All right. So the people of Ai was just a few people. So we don't need all these thousands of people to, to go up and take them down. No, we just need a few. So it says this. So there went up hither of the people about 3,000 men, and they fled before the men of Ai, and the men of Ai smote of them about 30 and 6 men, for they chased them from before the gate and even unto Shebarim, and smote them in the going down, wherefore the hearts of the people melted and became as water. Israel had suffered defeat. They suffered defeat. Now, the God promised them that they would have victory against all their enemies if, 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 if they had obeyed the commandments of God. But watch this. It says this. Verse number 11. You can read, but I'm, for the sake of time, I'm, I'm speeding and hastening this a little bit. Verse 11 says, Israel has sinned and they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them, for they have even taken of the accursed thing and have also stolen and disassembled also, and they have put it even among their own stuff. Now listen to me. It says, therefore the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies because they were accursed. Neither will I be with you anymore except, 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 you destroy the accursed from among you. So in other words, there was an accursed thing in the nation. So when the men went up to Ai, instead of having complete victory, 36 men were killed. 36 men died. And they could not stand against an enemy that was a few. I was not mentioned in the seven greater nations in the promised land. I was a small little group of people. But yet they were able to defeat Israel in that situation because God was not with them because they had an accursed thing amongst them. All right. He says, but he says, what was the accursed thing? He says, look, you brought something into the camp. That's an accursed. And guess what God said? 
I will not be with you anymore except you destroy the accursed from among you. Amongst a almost a million, you want to find this one thing? Yes, God was that serious. He says this, verse 13, up, sanctify the people and say, sanctify yourselves against tomorrow. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, there is an accursed thing in the midst of thee. O Israel, thou cannot stand before your enemies until you take away the accursed thing from among you. So in other, in other words, remember he said that if you bring the accursed thing into your home, you will, be, you will become cursed like it. Guess what? That means God was not with them no more. God said, nope, there's sin in the camp. We, I, I'm not with you. So now Joshua then says, hey, we're going to sanctify ourselves. We're going to set apart and we need to find out why? Because 36 men have died because somebody or a group of people, whoever, has brought sin or there's an accursed thing in the camp. All right. And it says this right here. Verse number 14. In the morning, therefore, shall you be brought according to your tribes. And it shall be that the tribe which the Lord taketh shall come accordingly to the families thereof. And the family which the Lord shall take shall come by households. And the household which the Lord shall take shall come man by man. And it shall be that he that is taken with the accursed thing shall be burnt with fire, he and all that he has, because he has transgressed the covenant of the Lord and because he has wrought folly in Israel. Lives were lost because of this sin. And look what the punishment was. He says, he shall be burnt with fire, all that he has shall be burnt, and all that he brought, because he transgressed the what? The covenant of God. What did he tell him? Don't bring the accursed thing in. He says, you shall what? Burn it. That's what he said. All right? So, of course, we know that Achan comes forth, and Achan is the one that had carried all these things, and let me share with you what he took. Verse number 21, Deuteronomy, um, Joshua 7, verse 21. When I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonian garment and 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold of 50 shekels weight, then I coveted them and took them. And behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent and the silver under it. That is what he took. That is what he kept from the destruction of that nation. And guess what happened? It brought sin into Israel. And because of his sin, 36 innocent lives were lost. Okay? And the Bible says what? He said that when you take the accursed thing into your home, it is and what? It's an abomination unto the Lord. And he says that God hates, I believe it's over in Proverbs, he says God hates the shedding of innocent blood. But because of the actions of Achan, guess what happened? He brought that upon Israel and 36 men lost their lives. So this is what happens. And Joshua, verse 24, and Joshua and all Israel with him took Achan, the son of Zerah, and the silver, and the garment, and the wedge of gold, and his sons, and his daughters, and his oxen, and his asses, and his sheep, and his tent. And all that he had, and they brought them unto the valley of Achor. And Joshua said, Why hast thou troubled us? The Lord shall trouble thee this day. And all Israel stoned him with stones and burned them with fire after they had stoned them with stones. 
such a horrible, horrible death. Such a horrible, horrible way to die. But unfortunately, guess what? Achan is responsible for and he has the blood of 36 men on his hands because he transgressed against the law of God. He brought an accursed thing into the nation and that accursed thing cursed the nation and cost people their lives. So people, why would I say all this? Why would I share all this? Because clearly God has a thing with bringing accursed things into your home. Okay? Well, how will you know something is a curse? How will you know anything? And see, this is where ignorance is can be horribly deadly. And we've all been there. Let me raise my hands. We've all been there. And we're thankful for the grace of God and the mercy of God to allow us to come into the knowledge of this so we can know the things that we need to get out of our homes and burn these things that we have made a covenant with that have been prayed over or a curse because they have brought a curse upon our families, upon our homes, and even into our bloodlines. Let's turn over to Acts chapter 19. Because I know when people hear this, they say, well, see, that was to Israel. Mm, let's try that again. Because the New Testament says something a little bit different, but it supports what God says. Acts chapter 19. Let's look at verse number 24. It says, for a certain man named Demetrius, a silversmith, which made silver shrines for Diana, brought no small gain unto this craftsman, whom he called together with the workmen of like occupation, and said, Sirs, you know that by this craft we have our wealth. So this craft was that they were building these idols of Diana, which was the god, god or goddess of the Ephesians, okay? Diana was worshipped. Diana had a temple. Okay, and so they made money by making these graven images. Sounds familiar? These graven images out of stone of Diana, and the people would purchase these things. That's how they made their money, and they brought the things into their homes. Okay, now watch this. Moreover, you see, verse 26, and hear that not alone at Ephesus, but almost throughout all Asia, this Paul has persuaded and turned away much people saying that they be no gods which are made with hands. So that not only this our craft is in danger to be set at naught, but also that the temple of the great goddess Diana should be despised and her magnificence should be destroyed whom all Asia and the world worshipeth. Do you see the power of the gospel? Nowhere do we see, I don't see and I have not read, where Paul actually went into the temple of Diana. But yet, he was preaching the gospel amongst the people and many people were being turned away from the false god worship of Diana. Okay, let's keep reading. It says this, and when they had heard these sayings, they were full of wrath and cried out saying, Great is Diana of the Ephesians. And of course, the whole city became confused. They took um, Paul's companions, which was Gainus and Aristarus um, of Macedonia, who were in companionship with Paul. They took him into the theater. They were crying out saying uh, that, that Diana was the great God of the Ephesians. And they were going to put them to death. They were going to put them to death. But 
ultimately a, a craftsman, a, a townsman, town clerk, stood up for them and told them that, hey, no, we're not going to do this. We're not going to share this. They did not do this. They did not do that. And of course, ultimately, the people left with Paul, the, the, his companions left with him. But the point that I wanted to say to you was this, that God was, God used Paul to preach the gospel. And when these people heard the gospel and repented and changed, they took these graven images and burned them. Why would they burn them? Because the principle stays the same. Even though he said to Israel, the principle still stays the same. That that thing was offered up to a false god and it brought a curse amongst your household and upon your life because it is a curse. And so you took those things and you what? You burned them. Okay. Many of the townspeople who had brought, who had been converted over to Christ, even turned in their sorcery books, their books of witchcraft. And they burned them because they realized that they were a curse and they were against the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, let's bring that to us. Because Paul was doing that amongst the Gentiles. See, he was doing it amongst the Gentiles. The Jews knew the rule. And even still, they still uh, transgressed God and they ended up in captivity. They ended up being oppressed. Uh, the whole book of Lamentations is the crying out for the sins of the nation. Of course, God will send Ezekiel, who will call out the sins of Israel also, that they're not heeding the word of the Lord. And so here's Paul preaching to the Gentiles, telling them, all these false gods you're called not to serve. And they were called to break the images, and they're called to burn the images. So let me share this with you. And we have to understand this as a principle. One of the things I teach my children is this, study the culture of a people. Always study the culture of a people. And at the heart of every culture is their religion. You need to know what they believe, okay? When we go visiting foreign lands or places that are foreign to us, we need to be mindful of the things that we actually buy and the things that we bring back and even the things of their customs, okay? The customs that they have. Why? Because you don't know how those things were made. Remember the story of Demetrius. He was making what? The graven images of Diana. And people would buy them. That's how they made their money. And they would take that thing into their homes. Of course, that thing is accursed. Well, in many, many lands, and that includes the United States of America, People pray over these things. They pray over these statues that are built. They pray over the, the, the works of their hands. And they put a lot of them put spirits into those things that when you buy those things, you become accursed and carry the spirit of the thing that they put in it. Yes, that can happen. Yes, that does happen. Especially those of us, especially who go over to foreign lands, especially who are African-American, who go into Africa and parts of Africa where we bring back the, the African mask and those types of souvenirs. And we don't understand that those masks uh, to those um, tribal areas represent gods, false gods, demonic spirits. Guess what? You brought them into your home and you wonder why there's confusion. You wonder why things are going rampant. You wonder why things are not working right because you brought an accursed thing into your home. Now, when you bring in a cursed thing or an unclean thing into your home, you allow the spirit of the thing to um, 
uh, to uh, run freely in your home, to wreak havoc. And you have to understand the goal of any, the goal of any unclean spirit is to destroy. The ultimate goal is to destroy. Steal, kill, what? And what? Destroy. That's the purpose of those unclean spirits. So this is why he would tell us in 1 Thessalonians 5.22, abstain from all appearance of evil. When you go into a foreign land, be mindful of what you buy. Be mindful of what you support. Be mindful of the things that you bring back because these things have been prayed over. You don't know. <laughs> you have no clue. But that's why we have Holy Spirit. That's the good news. That's why we have Holy Spirit, because Holy Spirit is, is, is given to us to lead and guide us into all truth and to make known what Christ knows. So in other words, if Christ knows that thing is unclean, guess what? Holy Spirit is going to let you know, don't purchase that. Don't take that thing back with you. Don't bring that into your home. Because it's an accursed thing. And many of these accursed things have been passed down from generation to generation to generation. And we wonder why we see the generational curses because there's an accursed thing or something that was done against God. And that thing has been allowed to visit the iniquity to the third and the fourth generation of a bloodline. But those things can be broken when someone, what, not only receives Christ, but they're going to have to bring that transgression before God. Okay. They got to bring that transgression before God and have that curse broke and that spirit that's associated with the thing to be cast out. Listen to me. That's why in this season, especially with dealing with Halloween, when you take in Halloween, let me add this. Thank you, Lord. Halloween and fall festivals. That is why when you follow against the customs that at their core, at their core, at their heart are ungodly anti-Christ, you cannot turn it to be whatever you want it to be. What was the principle that God said? You are a holy people, a sanctified people. I don't want anything from the people in the land, the culture, the graven images, the altars, all of that should be burned. It should not be counted amongst you because the thing is a curse and you will become a curse like it if you bring it in. So when you bring and accept, especially the spirit of Halloween into your home, you become a curse because you exalt unrighteousness and evil spirits and they are allowed to roam freely because the Bible says in Psalm 12, he says what? That the wicked walk on every side when the vows of men are exalted. So when we exalt unrighteousness, we give the consent to unrighteousness and fallen spirits to walk freely among us. And when they walk freely among us, their job and what they will do is seek to cause discord, destroy your purpose, and ultimately try to destroy you. And guess what? And you think God's just going to just stop it altogether? No. We are blessed that God has, has had so much mercy upon our lives in our ignorance when he could have taken us out. But now we're at a time where we know better. We're at a time where God has shared knowledge. The Bible says this, my people perish for lack of knowledge. And if you reject knowledge and when you reject knowledge, I shall also reject you and I shall also what? <coughs> Forget your children. These are very serious, serious times. And we have to be purified. But guess what? God says you must do it. 
So there's a time now that we have to allow God to purge and purify our homes. I haven't even gotten to a cursed lands yet. We haven't even talked about accursed lands and accursed buildings and accursed properties. I think we better go read that, that scripture in Ephesians chapter 6 one more time. Because it says that there's principalities, areas of rule, powers. These spirits have been given the authority to operate in certain areas. You've got to know that. And the only way will you will know it is that Holy Spirit brings it upon you. So I'm asking you and I'm asking that you pray and ask the Lord to give you the courage to stand up for Christ. No, we should never celebrate, celebrate Halloween. If we've been celebrating for the last 20 years, guess what? Today is the day to choose life. He said, this day have I set before you blessing and cursing, life and death. I pray, I wish you choose life. Because if you don't, you cannot plead ignorance that you don't know now that when you celebrate Halloween, you bring in an accursed thing. You celebrate the occultic. You will celebrate everything that is anti-Christ. Even fall festivals. Yeah, you can get mad with that all you want. At the core, what is the core of a fall festival? How about you do, how about look it up and find out? And then you'll understand why as a believer in Christ, as a son of God, we're called not to take or be a part of the cultures of the earth that go against, that go against our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Do not bring in an accursed thing. And if you have an accursed thing amongst you, I pray that you seek it out. You destroy it. You burn it. You break the spirit that's attached to it. You cast that spirit out and you ask God to break the curse that's associated with making a covenant with it. And ask for the forgiveness from God for having such an accursed thing in your home. You call this spooky spooky all you want. But when you look and you see all the confusion in your life and the confusion amongst your home. You got to understand the enemy rages. And trust me, he's going to rage when you really start spiritually cleaning up yourself. He's going to rage because he's realizing the areas of your life that that there is control, that he's been influencing and controlling you and manipulating you, you're now seeking those areas out to destroy his ability to act in those areas. So I urge each and every one of you, do not take this message lightly. Please purge, purge yourself. Get the unclean and accursed thing from out of your homes, from out of your family, out of your bloodline. This is a real serious message. And in the month of November, we're going to talk about spiritually cleaning your house. Spiritually clean your house, and I can promise you this will be a great set of teachings that we're going to share with you. Um, it's something that we've been through and still continually going through. And I'm telling you, we're seeing some great things happening um, amongst our own household with purifying ourselves, having the Lord show us the areas of our life that we need to purify and uh, destroy certain uh, graven images. So may God bless you till we meet again on the Journey Through Sonship podcast.